Welcome to another episode of Global Market Insights brought to you by XM.com, where we provide meaningful and informative content about the events that affect market trends and shape global markets. Hello and welcome to the Weekly Outlook at XM.com. I'm Maria Pachardis and joining me is Senior Investment Analyst Mario Sajigiriatvos. We'll be reviewing the week ahead. So Marius, let's begin over in the U.S. where the recent inflation print came in far higher than expected and spooked markets. Why has inflation spiked like this and what reaction can we expect from the Fed? Hello, Maria. Well, there are several reasons behind the spike. Much of it comes down to base effects after last year's plunge. But even if you strip those technical effects out, inflation is still rising at a very alarming clip. Why is that? You have booming demand on the one hand as the American economy reopens and you have supply shortages on the other hand, coupled with commodity prices rising very quickly. Now, the Fed has been an an interesting actor in all of this. Policymakers have been adamant. This is a supply-driven episode. It's not going to last long. Therefore, we are not going to react to it by tightening monetary policy. But even having said that, I think that even the most confident policymaker must have been shocked at this week's uh, data, at the strength of this week's data. The markets were shocked as well. So we saw expectations for higher interest rates coming back with a vengeance. Markets are now pricing in an 80% probability for a rate increase by December next year. But if you take a step back, I think that not a lot has changed. Yes, inflation is firing up, but the labor market is still pretty weak. And in a sense, I think those two cancel each other out in the Fed's eyes. Now, what am I getting to? I think that the end game is still a tighter policy by the Fed. First, they will start scaling back their QE program. Ultimately, they're going to raise interest rates. But I doubt we're going to get any concrete signals about that until at around the end of the summer, let's say. Maybe in late August uh, would be a realistic period for some tapering signals. Why is that? The economy is not there yet. It's just too soon. Policymakers have been clear. We want to see continued improvement in the data over several months. And then we might start talking about tapering. So we are not quite there yet and until we get closer to that point late august or early september i think that it's too soon to to call for any sensational dollar gains or for any uh, for any massive correction in the stock market the money printers are still working overtime and liquidity uh, and the patterns are likely to be what we've seen over the last few months i think it's a, the summer will be a neutral period for the dollar and maybe stock markets but after words with the tapering signals we might see the dollar being catapulted higher right okay turning to europe now we'll get the preliminary pmis for may in the euro area the european economy is improving given that rapid vaccinations have allowed several countries to reopen are the upcoming numbers expected to reflect this and what's the outlook for the euro Yes, they are. Actually, the upcoming PMIs are expected to be pretty solid, reflecting the reopening, reflecting the vaccinations. And although that will be good news for the euro, I fear that much of this rosy narrative is already priced in. We've already seen the single currency stage a meteoric recovery in the second quarter. And I think that much of the good news is already in the price. And overall, I find it difficult to get excited about the euro. Yes, it might perform over the summer as Europe reopens properly and the Fed stays dovish, but the longer term path seems difficult to me. The economy is improving, but at a snail's pace, 
And unlike the US, there hasn't been any, any extraordinary government spending in Europe. Now, ultimately, I think this means that the ECB will, uh, will lag several more months, if not years, behind the Fed in normalizing monetary policy. And that could ultimately show up in effects. And I think that it argues for a lower euro dollar in the longer term. And finally, over in the UK, we'll get a flurry of data, starting with jobs numbers for March on Tuesday, inflation stats for April on Wednesday, and retail sales for April and flash PMIs for May on Friday. What should we look out for and how might the pound be affected? Well, investors are going to be looking at the PMIs uh, specifically. They are, those are the most forward-looking indicators. They'll give us a confirmation of whether the economy is indeed regaining momentum. momentum. Now, as far as the pound is concerned, I think the outlook is bright. You have the Bank of England taking baby steps uh, towards exiting its QE program. The, the political risk has subsided now that the Scottish National Party did not manage to secure an outright majority in the Scottish elections. And the economy is healing its wounds very quickly. And if you blend all of those together, I don't think the pound can ask for much more. Marius, thanks so much. And thanks for joining us for this weekly outlook at XM.com. Thank you for listening to another episode of Global Market Insights brought to you by XM.com. For more in-depth technical and fundamental analysis, be sure to visit www.xm.com forward slash research.